welcome to Breaking the Panel. We talk about everything that's awesome in our lives, in our histories, and just grow out together a little bit. Tonight, uh, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We've got uh, a stranger back amongst us. Phil Keating, you've been gone a while, man. How you doing? What's up, slunts? I've been gone for one day. It's good to be back. You know, I took out the garbage with me, you know, and, and brought somebody better in his place. So it's good good to be king again. Yeah, Chris Wisdom is gone again um, for military afflictions. And uh, Bill Fairchild sitting in today. Bill, how are you doing? What's going on? I, I really only said that I would come because I thought Chris was going to be here. So I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bill to says, nobody ever. Uh, <laughs> likes Chris. That, that, that's a common feeling in regards to Chris disappointment. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, that's uh, Paul Glott sitting there. Hey, your, your camera. I don't know if it's your camera or what, but you, it's like you seem to get lower and lower and lower on your screen every week. There's something wrong with his chair. Yeah, his chair is slowly. The house. The house is slowly the, sinking. The chair is a, it's an old lady chair, okay? It's a fixed chair. It can't get lower. <laughs> or my my girth would make it lower, if you know what I'm saying. Easy, boy. talking about the, the belly. No. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's jump in. Let's do a few things here. Of course, gs2.net is where you can find this show and find everything that we do on the network. Lots of great stuff out there. Uh, so check that out, including Bill here with Switchcraft, Run Jump Stomp, and uh, Stadia Cast. All can be found over there as well. So that's really awesome. And uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Patreon, all the great places. We're all there. OnlyFans. So we're working on that. We're working on getting our OnlyFans up. Yeah, we'll get that out there. Uh, my son, my son who's 15 years old, he made a joke about OnlyFans the other day. And I whipped around. I was like, what do you know? About OnlyFans, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> he shut up real fast. I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you. Okay. Uh, I think this first one is Phil's. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, Phil. Set it up. So I recently have finished a movie that came out in 1986. And it was my first viewing of the movie Aliens. And I really enjoyed it. But I wondered, and and thinking about a tweet that uh, James Gunn put out a couple weeks ago, he was talking about sequels. What are the best sequels that are out mm. there, and are they better than the originals? I'm not looking for the best. I'm looking for what your guys' favorite sequels are and what makes them more valuable to you on a viewing standpoint than the original one. That's, that's a tough question. I mean, I can start. I've got a bunch yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, jump in, jump in. So, in my opinion, um, even though it's kind of a cheesy movie, I always say Evil Dead 2 is better than Evil Dead. It's, it's a retelling same movie, of Evil yeah. Dead. It's a retelling. Yeah. It's still a sequel. And you can even say Army of Darkness could rival the greatness that is Evil Dead 2. Yes, yes. I agree with you. Um, I believe that the last crusade is better than um um the first one um temple of doom? no no not temple of doom i mean yes by the timeline um shit what was the raiders. first one? raiders of the lost ark thank you yeah i think i think last crusade is better than raiders a hundred percent and that's i agree the, the the chemistry between um harrison ford 
and Sean Connery is what that yeah. movie okay. is so beautiful. You, the acting is so good, and the banter between the two of them is so on. And you know, you get a trap dungeon at the end of it. I mean, I think that movie is better than the original. That is not a popular opinion, but I agree with you. Yeah. And then I'll say it, and this is pretty obvious, but Logan. Logan is oh. better than any X-Men movie that has ever come out, ever. Is that even really considered a, a sequel? Because that's like oh, a yeah, graphic no, novel. Right. It's I, like, it stands alone. I, Don't I, even I, lump I it in with that they recast uh, Logan throughout the, all, you know, the whole movies of the Wolverine and whatever the uh, other, other ones were called. Yeah, of course it's a sequel. How do you not consider that a sequel? Because the others were trash. I mean, they were horrible trash, but they were, compared to Logan, they were trash. It's like, you just pretend they don't exist. Logan's a standalone yeah, graphic novel movie, man. No, you can't pretend that history didn't happen. You get in trouble that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm real mad because that's the one I was going to go with was uh, Logan. I'm real what mad. Is it that... about, what is it about Logan that you love so much? So, I mean, Charles is not wrong that the rest of those movies, and I hate that I just said that out loud. That makes me very sad. Um, <laughs> but the, the rest of those movies are objectively not good i i won't say that they're nearly as bad as everybody else says like everybody out there says that they are the like the the biggest abominations on the planet and i, I would say that there are worse movies these are good dumb stupid popcorn flicks for the most part um but logan it takes it it, it, it takes the story in in such a different direction and it's like they took the handcuffs off and it's not like it's it's not like it has to be violent like super ultra violent in order for it to be good but it i feel like that character felt handcuffed in the way that they were always uh doing things before and the way that they just they nailed how just tired of everything he was at that point and as far as Charles was saying before, whether or not it's a sequel, you can't really understand Logan without seeing the journey that 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 he has gone through through those through those movies yeah. because he's just so exhausted. He's had right. enough. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the um what happened with Deadpool, you know, like they tried to introduce Deadpool and Origins, and like Wolverine is already a character that needs rated R to be able to be unbridled in his ferocity and have the, the story have real stakes, especially because at the core of it, this is a character that can regenerate from just about anything that happens to him, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not taking advantage of that through the story, you know, like doing really brutal stuff, what are you doing? You know, what what's the story here? What's compelling about this? And uh I agree. Once, once Logan with the rated R and the, the kind of like alternate timeline aspect of it. And just like, we get to do whatever we want with these characters. We get to finally tell a real story. That was so refreshing. And it, it I, I agree with what you were saying, Phil, it's by far the best X-Men movie ever. And probably always will be. I don't, I can't imagine anything surpassing logan and just the way it captured the essence of those characters it got arguably the best performances out of patrick stewart and hugh jackman 
for those oh, characters so completely oh yeah and 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 then introduced you know with daphne keen a young actor who still completely hit like the whole time like you know this character was new and just it, it was it was beautiful that film was beautiful it, it transcends the genre it's one of the few comic films that isn't just great because it's a good comic film it's a great story and it doesn't matter if you love the the source material or not because it's still a great story so i agree that's that's one of the best have you guys watched the black and white version of it no mm, not yet no no yeah no it's good yeah it's a whole nother look at it man it's it's wonderful that was the first thing i did when i bought it was i stored it away for about um two years and then i waited and then i took it out when it was finally <laughs> ripe open it up and then put it in. uh but that black and white version is it's incredible and it it's i can't recommend i don't know if i'll ever go back to watching it in full color that's how much i enjoyed the black and white version wow nice yeah i bought it and never watched it like we i mean we watched it when it came out and then i bought it like and then we just never got around to watching it now, yeah no you have to wait till it's ripe it's not ripe yet you you feel money that's his trademark phrase dude like he has yeah. merch and everything i bought it but didn't watch it if you're waiting for your films to be ripe your orchard is rotten on the vine don't tell me how to orchard <laughs> just because you got blue roses now doesn't mean you get to tell me how to do things <laughs> it's not necessarily that i'm like waiting for it to ripen or anything it's just like it came out and my wife and i were like oh we love that movie let's let's get it and then we just never got around to it especially because when it came out like it's a very violent film and i wouldn't have let my son watch it when it came out right you know what i mean uh so we couldn't watch it in front of him and then we usually we don't have time to watch a two hour movie before bed anyway uh once he goes to bed uh now i think he'd be fine watching it because he's you know he's 12 and and while it's bloody and stuff i think he's he's mature enough that that's not a big deal mm-hmm. i would go with i've been actually so i raised my kids a little differently and my my <coughs> youngest son is eight and a half moldus is 15 Rich. And we've been going through Terminator, the whole Terminator film series. And I will say Terminator 2 is is the bomb, man. It is so good uh, compared to... I mean, Terminator 1 holds up by all means, but it, the sequel is definitely good, uh, much better. And actually watching them back to back and watching them watch it through fresh eyes, they've actually liked them all. So it wasn't like we had where we had Terminator 2 and then 10 years later we got uh, Salvation, I think it was or uh, whatever t3 was and we're like yeah that's no terminator 2 and this and that it was more than it was more than 10 years because terminator 2 came out in the 90s mid to late 90s and then salvation yeah it was oh no maybe it wasn't 10 now salvation is a newer one there i don't think t3 was salvation no it is it's salvation in genesis and then salvation was in the the mid to late aughts because that was the the whole christian bale freaking out on the uh the ad there yeah um so, uh, I've, I've uh, never seen those movies that's fine my wife hasn't either still to this day she'll leave and go do something else while we're watching them but i really really you as well, you we, see the tech of movie making move on up it, it gets it gets better that way the story kind of falters a little bit from two and a hope and dark fate with james cameron picks it up a little bit better but um it, it's been good and then um, well, yeah 
we were oh actually talking about this a little bit on Bromigos this week. Uh, we got talking about Alien and Aliens and, um, you yeah. know, Terminator came up. We were talking about how Terminator 2 is such a jump forward. And oh, like, yeah. But just the technology, I mean, because like the, for its era, the the villain Terminator, the the completely amorphic, you know, metallic fluid Terminator the effects at the time and like the the terror and the pacing in that in that film that was such a leap forward and it was such a great film for its era and i think it holds up narratively it obviously everything looks really dated now but it, it's definitely a lot better than the first film the first film is still solid but like you know that was james cameron james cameron kind of became the sequel king for a little while there in the 90s like right. i still hold up that uh you know, the first film for the Aliens franchise is better than all the others, but the second film is still great. Yeah, it's a agreed. different kind of film, uh, and it's a wonderful film. But I still think the first film is better. Um, for, so I've been thinking about this, and like, it, this is a really tough topic because a lot of times the first film is just so iconic and kind of sets the tone that it's hard to follow it up. Uh, but I'm gonna go with a kind of a weird one here. Star Wars? Okay. I, was thinking, I was thinking about that, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I think, narratively, is a better film than A New Hope is. But, like, you you can't have it, obviously, without A New Hope. A New Hope sets everything up, and it, and it, it creates the spark in everybody's mind and heart. You know, like, oh, this is the hero's journey that you're going to go on. But the second film, chronologically, of release date, was, like, such a huge shift tonally like you had this this jubilant victory at the end of a new hope like oh we beat the bad guys and we're triumphing and then it's like nope <laughs> this <laughs> that was just the first major victory yeah. in a complete slog and the the journey throughout empire is just so good and like not only do you get great character work with all the various characters but the, the narrative itself is great too and then you just you finish it up with one of the most depressing endings in fandom but also like the setup for the the final set piece the third film and just how you know bringing that whole story to a close excellent Breaking the Panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel because we do appreciate the help. Another one that jumps out to me is um, the Avengers films. So that's I was just about to say, you know, the only place where this rule really works is in superhero movies, right? The mm -hmm. Uh, Winter Soldier is better than the original Captain America. Um, Ragnarok is better than both Thor movies. Uh, I will say that Guardians 1 is not as good as Guardians 2. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's bold. I know it is, but that's my personal choice. Sure. Um, just because the storyline and the father issues. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get that. But but with, with um, the Avengers, yeah. I, I I just rewatched Avengers one uh, this week and it holds up holds up real well. That's almost a, a ten year old movie. Yeah, it's a great film, but I would argue that 
well, you know, you were talking about Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier and Civil War are technically Captain America films. I like to think of Civil War as an Avengers film, though. I think it's a better Avengers film than Age of Ultron was. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, and it's it, it. Civil War is one of the best films in the MCU, hands down for me. And so, like, as as good as Avengers is, it, it, that's the problem with sequels, though, right? Like, you're so reliant on the what you establish in that first film that everything relies on it and it it lets the franchise grow pretty much every time like if it's done well and it's so it's hard for me to be like well you know civil war is better than but like it is it is narratively because you have so much more invested in the characters and the storyline has moved forward and everything you're not you're not devoting all this time to being like this is captain america this is Iron Man. This is the Hulk, you know, yeah. it, which you had to do with the Avengers. Joss Whedon still did a crazy good job with the Avengers film. It's a funny film. It's fun. It's got great flow and great energy. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, like Loki, is totally steals that show. But I really do think Civil War was such an incredible movie. And, and basically anything the Russo brothers touched. Uh, though, to go against this, if you talk about Infinity War and Endgame, I'm very firmly in the fact that i think infinity war is one of the best films ever made in fandom period and endgame was a bit of a disappointment for me it was still cool it was still awesome to see the story concluded but in infinity war was just so much better to me such a better film no i agree that for me personally i i enjoy infinity war more than endgame but i wouldn't say that endgame was disappointing for me I just, it, it, to me, it didn't have the same stakes. It, di- it didn't have the same payoff. Uh, Infinity War was just narratively so tight, so put together. You know what I mean? And it just, everybody got a moment to shine in that film. Mm-hmm. And even though it ended on a down note, it was like everybody got their time. It, it, that's one of the great accomplishments of the Russo brothers is they're constantly spinning all these plates in the air. And everybody gets a chance to shine. And Infinity War is just such a great example of that. You know, like it, you get moments with Strange, you get moments with Peter, and, you know, obviously with Tony as well. All of the Avengers get time and time with characters that matter to them. And then the different teams all get time. And it's just like, it's such a great film. And Endgame just felt like a rushed conclusion to me. So that's one example where I'm like, no, the original, the the the, the first film holds it down, where the second film is like, mm, okay. kind of just finishing up. I don't know. It's 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 kind of crazy. It's like it's a tough it's a tough question, Phil. This is a great topic. Yeah, I was going to throw out um, the Fast and the Furious franchise. I felt like while it's had its, a little bit of its ups and downs, most of the sequels have been better than the original. Like it's been building on what makes that franchise work i almost mentioned that and but i was like but the immediate sequel was too fast too furious which yeah, is that, one was shit show. yeah. that one was rough yeah <laughs> so that was the one with uh ludicrous they introduced him yeah so he was that's good. my favorite one yeah that's the best one in my opinion no he, he, was, gets, yeah. no, he gets way better in the other ones um, and then you had tokyo drift as well which was like oh boy like we're completely derailing uh yeah the the I've long held that the Fast and Furious films, you don't have to be a meathead car junkie to enjoy those films for what they are. They're, they're not high art, but they're fun. And when that series found its, its footing and was basically like, we're, we're here to 
entertain you with spectacle and fun character interaction and we're going to have fun with this that's when that series got great and so i think the later films uh, especially like five and six were just so good just they flowed so well and the way they showcase the various actors you know you you have this huge ensemble cast and all these big personalities and everybody gets a chance to shine again it's kind of like that whole infinity war package the you give everybody a chance to have their moments and it's awesome. And you look forward to seeing those characters. I mean, I don't think a lot of people talk about this very often, but Gal Gadot was in the fast and furious franchise originally. Like that was her big break somewhere in there. Yeah. I think she was in two of them. If I recall correctly, Yeah, I think it was number three or four. It's later on in the series, but yeah. Yeah. And like, she was great. Uh, She had that interaction with the, uh, the Japanese guy and you know, the relationship or whatever. And they were fun. I don't, I don't remember his name. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the point is the later films in the Fast and Furious franchise are much better films yeah. than the first couple were. And it found its legs. It was like, this is this is what we're doing and we're having fun with it and we're going to run with it. So I think yeah. too many people fall into the trap that uh, uh, a movie has to be, you know, it has to end with somebody whispering Rosebud. Yeah. In order to be considered a good movie. Right. Uh, there are movies where you can go and just eat popcorn and see something crazy that would never happen and be entertained. And it doesn't always have to be. And, and I think that the reason is because those are the movies that get, you know, the Oscar. And so they think, well, you know, comic book movies aren't really worth uh, your time and a sci-fi movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you're entertained, it doesn't matter how, high art it is and i think that's exactly i mean i never really enjoyed the fast and the furious movies because i saw the first one and i said well this is kind of garbage and i'm not interested and so i didn't watch any of them again until mm-hmm. i saw hobbs and shaw that's part of the fast yeah, and furious thing right? off and it's the newest one uh, yeah we went to see hobbs and shaw at uh, at the drive-in last summer and that was awesome it was fun and stupid and great yeah mm-hmm yeah i got a quick question that i it might be controversial i don't know all right is blade runner 2049 better than the original oh boy oh, man i don't know there's too much nostalgia packed into the original yeah. for us to really be for for me to be able to make that decision i thought that 2049 was awesome I don't know that I can say that it's better than the original because of the nostalgia. Yeah. Like I'm not objective. Well, the other big question with Blade Runner is which original, which cut? Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's also yeah. true. That's a yeah. that's a really good point, Paul. I mean, the, the, Blade Runner is one of the only films that is dramatically different depending on which cut you watch. Like it, the vibe and the the questions that are raised and the and the questions that get answered are totally different depending on the version that you watch, um, and it's I think a lot of people fall into one camp or the other, pretty firmly. So, I think twenty foot. You know, yeah. Bill, when you were talking about you know not every film being, you know, like Oscar worthy and like that there's not necessarily anything wrong with an action film. There's not necessarily anything wrong with a sci-fi film. I immediately think of Denis Villeneuve as like somebody who's making these incredible sci-fi films that are like transcending the genre. They're not just campy sci-fi. They're really thought provoking and visually beautiful films. 2049 is a great film. Uh, Arrival. Arrival. Wait, is that the one with Charlie Sheen? 
No, no, no. no. Um, what am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't I, matter. Arrival's yeah, right. the one with Amy Adams, and basically, like what what was going on with that film is, you know, it all the trailers showed that uh, her character is a linguistic expert that is going to communicate with these aliens that show up. All these ships show up on Earth, and they keep trying to talk to these aliens and figure out what they want. And she's you know, a linguistics expert. And so she's going to decode their language and figure out how to communicate with them. I, I was signed up for that. I was like, this is great. I love it. This is an amazing idea. And so I went to the theater and sat down and I was completely blown away by that film because there is a, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but there is another aspect to the story that you don't really get until like the second slash third act. And it, suddenly becomes like a transcendental experience where like it is yeah. one of the most existential thoughts that i've had walking out of a sci-fi i thought i was signing up for genre and i had to ask myself life questions walking out of it i was like it just <laughs> completely blew my mind and it's it's a beautiful film and it's films like that that often leave me thinking about the topics at hand for sometimes days weeks months I think sci-fi in particular, the best sci-fi films are films that sit with you and make you keep asking questions and keep trying to figure things out for weeks or months after the fact. And I don't think a lot of other genres really present that. And so I, I you know, it's, I agree. It, not everything has to be, you know, Martin Scorsese and, <laughs> and the, the gangs of whichever setting I decided to set this in. <laughs> It's, you know, there, there's, there's stuff out there, but um, yeah. to circle back to the aliens saga, that was the big thing with the aliens because it, the body horror and the, the existential dread of like contemplating this alien creature and how it reproduces and how it lives its life cycle and just how like, there's almost nothing it looks like we could do to deal with it, you know, cause it's like the first film it's, it's one woman trying to survive and in the second film it's these badass marines you know these these dudes who've seen combat and are grizzled and they're just getting completely rolled by this threat and they're different films tonally but they're they're still both compelling and they're both scary in their own way and, and exciting so well, i think that's but, one of the best examples uh, but what about note. you never answered phil's question yeah oh, the, the I, didn't, I had no intention <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, well no, yeah. I mean, I, I raised the question, out. which version are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And then that brought up another conversation. Yeah. So, uh, now, Art by Committee agrees with you, Klaus. James Cameron knows how to make a sequel, Terminator 2, and Aliens were great films. And they also said that Logan trailer, Phil, with the Johnny Cash hurt is one of the best oh. trailers ever cut. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. So. And on that note, we do have to jump out of this volume. So what whoa, is our whoa, humble whoa. I disconnect for a second, and I don't get to talk about a movie. It was 10 minutes. I thought you threw in a movie. <laughs> you no, know, Lethal Weapon 2. Go ahead. We can leave now. Lethal <laughs> Weapon 2? Lethal Weapon 2? Way better than the first one. That's, oh, well, I hated Lethal Weapon 1 so much that I couldn't even go past it. Oh, shut up, dude. Those though, those the, movies are great. The best thing about Lethal Weapon 1 is Gary Busey. And if he's not in part two, I don't care. <laughs> Wait, you're, part two? You're, you're thinking of Steven Seagal movies, man. <laughs> Ironically, the best thing about Predator 2 is Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> he elevates everything. Yeah. 
He's doing a pet court show soon. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't oh, wait. Lord. <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> We're going to give you a whole 30 minutes to talk in the next volume, Bill. But for now, class, what is the humble hit tonight? Yeah. So, well, first things first, uh, it is May. And last Friday was the first Friday in May, which means we have a new Humble Monthly. So the Humble Choice Monthly is up. Uh, I'm just going to give you a quick highlight here. The two headliners are Jurassic World Evolution and XCOM 2. So if you haven't jumped in before, if you use our link, you can help support the show. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, okay? This month's bundle is a little bit strategy focused. So if you like strategy games, this is the month for you. If you don't like strategy games, you're probably going to just sleep on this month. But XCOM 2 has been offered in a humble monthly before. And some people found that kind of a point of contention. But XCOM 2 is fantastic. It's one of the best strategy games I've ever played. It's a lot of fun. It's got a decent story and really fun combat. And it's a beautiful looking game. So if you haven't played it yet and you like strategy games, jump into it. Because And Charles, I know that you love the XCOM series as well. I do, yeah. So you can speak to it as well. Uh, there, you know, just to, to hit the other notes, Rise of Industry, Niche Genetic Survival Game, Warhammer 40K, Gladius, uh, The Swords of Ditto, Normo's Curse, uh, Warsaw, Heave Ho, M.O. Astray, Neoverse, Chess Ultra, and Horus. Honestly, it's a weird month. A lot of those titles I've never even heard of but XCOM 2 is totally worth it. Jurassic World Evolution's kind of neat. It's a uh it's a theme park simulator with Jurassic World, which is pretty neat if you're into that kind of stuff. The the dinosaurs look beautiful and apparently you can like breed them and make hybrids and stuff. That's kind of interesting. But uh to talk about, you know, something that is going to go away pretty soon here, we have the Walking Dead Image Comics bundle. It's up for two more weeks. You need to jump on this. If you ever wanted to read the Walking Dead comics and you don't own them physically, this is the absolute best deal you're ever going to find. For $18, you get every single Walking Dead book put out, including some of the spinoffs, or I believe almost all of the spinoffs. So you get all the mainline books and you get some of the spinoff books all in just one purchase. They'll sit in your account. Uh, there's multiple formats that you can download them in. It's an incredible deal. I don't, I can't, I don't believe that Humble has really ever offered anything on this level that is just so comprehensive. Maybe the closest thing would be the spawn bundles from Image. Yeah, where there it, it is. Right? If you ended up getting, well, it's not, it, yeah. The thing about spawn is spawn's been, you know, a 20 plus year book. So one bundle wasn't going to cover the whole history of spawn, but they certainly tried. Uh, <laughs> this is, really comprehensive it's an insane deal uh to kind of go along with that if you're a fan of the telltale games about the walking dead you can head over to fanatical.com and grab the sanctuary bundle that should still be available right now that comes with all of the telltale games and some other games too so go check that out uh the link will be in the show notes that unfortunately doesn't support us we don't have a link through fanatical to support the show but it's such a great deal it's only a couple bucks you get all those games if you never got a chance to run through them there's your chance Walking Dead, there you go. And like you said, all the links there are in the chat. They're also in our show notes. Uh, if you click through, you help support the show, and you definitely help support an awesome charity at the same time. So whether you do the, the Humble Choice or you get the Walking Dead bundle, whatever you click on, it helps us out, and we appreciate you. 
We'll be back in just a moment for the live people. And tomorrow or whenever you get the next podcast, look for 216 Volume 2. Breaking the Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com.